This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. And a good morning and merry, merry Christmas to you and your family. Frank Morano has a well-deserved day off. I'm Dominic Carter here with you along with Anthony Weiner. Good morning. How you doing, Dominic? ABC I- stands for Always Broadcasting Carter. You're on a lot around <laughs> here, man. We, we got a few hours together. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're on around the country right now, Different, many different radio stations, and so that's a wonderful and we hope that everyone within the sound of our voice had a wonderful Christmas. And we'd like to hear about your Christmas. You could reach us at 800-848-9222. 848-9222. So, what did you do for Christmas, Mr. Wiener? So, I spent some time out east here in New York. We have a neighborhood called the Hamptons. My brother, Jason, my younger brother, he's the talented member of the family. He's a chef. He has a restaurant out there. Really? We went Seriously, out- he's the talented one? Look, when we have the nuclear Armageddon comes and we all have to go, no one's going to be looking for radio hosts. They're going to be looking for chefs, people who can make food. <laughs> and so Jason will always survive. And he's very creative. He had a restaurant here in New York City until relatively recently. So we spent some time out there with with uh, with with him and his family. Also, my son Jordan and his mom, the three of us, you know, Huma is Muslim and I'm Jewish. So naturally Jordan submits his Christmas list to us every year, like what gifts he wants. Of course. And we look, here's the thing, we use it as an opportunity to talk about the different cultures and like and to explore what it is but he also sees you know he makes this very compelling argument that now christmas is a day that everyone celebrates he's got a point he totally does and um so he submitted not only a list but a full powerpoint now now he's tw- just turned 12 he submitted this very clever powerpoint and every page was another idea of something that he wanted. <laughs> and it also had some notes about why it would help with his grades or help with That's his – That's smart. Very smart. But so we decided we're not going to get him the whole list. Um, but one of the things he wanted was a pair of new basketball shoes. And he actually needed them. But he had a very specific one that he wanted. Now, when you and I were growing up, we're about the same age. You had Chuck Taylors. You had Puma Clydes. Yes. Which were the – that was the thing. And then you had Keds. Those are the three, you know. And, and Adidas. Adidas, yeah, but Adidas – right. Adidas with the star was starting to become a thing, but it wasn't what it is today. The Adidas right. and Nike were the two big ones. Actually, Chuck Taylors were the, were the big one. They were Converse also. But it's very different today – and many of our listeners probably know this if they have if they have kids in their family or if they're sneakerheads themselves that Nike comes out and all all companies do it but particularly Nike they have um, special editions of the various shoes that then go on to become in the in the secondary market literally thousands of dollars people will pay for some of these shoes now my my. You know Jordan's mom, my ex-wife, and I, we didn't know this. He says, all right, I want to get a pair of Jordan 4s. Now, he had this slideshow, so there's a picture of it now. 
So I go over here to Fifth Avenue to the Nike store, thinking that, listen, at the Nike store, for the people who are unfamiliar with it here, and I think it's like 51st and 5th, it is their flagship store. It has everything Nike everything. under the sun. Right. It's right. a giant Nike place. So much so that when you walk in, there's like a, a desk there. It's like you're checking into a casino or something because they got to direct you where you need to go. So not being you're not having a lot of time, wanting to just do this the most efficient way. I walk over there after I'm here at the studio and I show the guy behind the counter this picture of the shoe that Jordan wanted. The guy doesn't laugh out loud, but kind of chickers, chuckles a little bit and then turns to his buddy, shows him what I had on my phone, and he then laughs out loud. And so I said, what's so funny? He says, well, we don't have it, but you can get it at this place down the street. And I'm like, wait, if that doesn't make any sense. How, I'm at the Nike store. This is a pair of right, Nikes. Right. He said, well, we haven't sold those for years, and these Nike 4s are collector's items, and there are stores here in town – that sell them. They, uh, there's one called Flight Club that sells them. And he says, if you go down there, you will – they'll be able to tell you where you can get it and how much you'll pay. And I'm like, what do you mean how much I'll pay? Like what do they go for? He says, well, it's not what I say they're going to go for, the guy explained to me. He says, this is like an auction market if they're super valuable. Wow. And so um, <laughs> I hear this and I'm immediately deterred. <laughs> My Ahuma, Jordan's mom – I get home, I tell this, and, and, and she comes up with a little bit of a hack for this. She says, there are some that are available online, but not the same color that he wanted. Now, the color is all about what makes it the collector's item, right? So she finds a, uh, a, a pair that is basically at retail that's still around. Someone's had them. But it's not at a super sexy color. So we conspire, if that's the word you want to use that we are going to tell him that this is the super hot color. Good luck with that. Right. Now, the, we These know, kids are not stupid. You are exactly right. We know we have just until he reaches the next search engine he can get a hold of or before he goes to school. But for the moment, he's got his Jordan 4s. They're not in exactly the color. Apparently, the most valuable color is that powder blue for the North Carolina, with North Carolina, which is where obviously where Michael Jordan went to school? That's the one that costs thousands of bucks. And when you know it, that's the one Jordan wanted. We're not going to pay thousands of bucks, Dominic. I don't care. I don't. I don't care if he hates me from here or not. So we got him a pair of those. He's thrilled. We had a nice Christmas together. We we took a little walk. Then we watched. It's a wonderful, uh, not just a wonderful life. Um, Home Alone. So wow. we did a little bit of a of a, and then on the way in. I was listening to you locally here on WABC do a, a spirited hour about what's going on in the Middle East. So I feel like I really got this, the Christmas experience at both ends. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned uh, the Middle East. And, folks, you are listening to The Other Side of Midnight. Dominic Carter with Anthony Weiner. Frank Morano has a well-deserved day off. And we are opening the phone lines on anything you want to talk about on this uh, day after Christmas, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. The big story, Mr. Weiner, in cities around the country, in different states, happens to be the situation in Israel. So in New York, for example, just a few hours ago, in Midtown, a few hundred protesters uh, turned out you you had uh, scuffles with police, you had arrests, 
And th- now remember, this is just New York City. It's happening all over the all country. All over the country. Yeah. All over the country. In New York City, this is what it sounded like. Free Palestine. We are free Palestine. Within our lifetime. Within our lifetime. We charge you with genocide. We charge you with genocide. Israel, you can't hide. The argument is ridiculous because Israel was attacked October 7th. I know you're probably going to tell me it didn't start there. But before we get into it, let's listen to what else they had to say. These um, uh, nuts, excuse me, protesters, did I say nuts? Mm -hmm. These nuts protesters literally wanted to shut down Christmas in New York City. This is happening in cities all over the country. How do we we get out of this mess, your take on this? Well, you know, like one of the primary, for for some of your listeners might not be aware, I served in Congress, and one of the reasons I ran for Congress representing a heavy Jewish community was – to make sure that the commitment to the United States and Israel and Israel's right to exist remains strong. You know, people are going to protest. It's going to happen. Young people, they're protesting for peace by and large. I'd probably say just based on my experience with these guys here, 85% of them have no idea about any of the geopolitics involved. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And so they're just out doing a protest. They probably don't realize that, in 2014, way more people were killed by the Syrian by, – by, by Syria of its own people in Aleppo, far more refugees and all that. And we didn't hear any of these types of protests. But putting that aside, I mean look, we do have this problem and we've had it for a while with the left in, 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 in America, particularly on college campuses. This kind of ahistorical view of the Middle East that just is not tethered by an understanding. And to some degree, I give them a pass, right? This is a generation that didn't see the creation of Israel, that certainly didn't see the Holocaust, that certainly that didn't even see the peace process when it was going on. You know, had no real context for this. So their notion of the David and Goliath has been flipped on its head. But Mr. Weiner, you <laughs> said you give them a pass because they don't know. Essentially, that's what you just said. Yeah. They don't know the history. So that they, if they don't know the history, shouldn't they shut up? No, no. Look, young people all throughout our lives have been out there protesting for peace, and I've got air quotes up. That's what they think they're doing. It doesn't matter. Here's here's the reason I say it doesn't matter that much. People in positions of power, people who are making decisions that impact all of this, know better, right? You've got a broad bipartisan support in the country. Now, we do have a generational problem with younger people. But isn't it always young people who are just out there saying protesting for peace, protesting for peace? Now, they're, they're using language that shows how naive they are, talking about genocide. Israel is not – if Israel has the – here's the difference between Israel and Hamas. Israel has the power to actually wipe out the Palestinians. They're doing everything possible not to. Hamas has no power to wipe out Israel, and they're doing everything possible to kill innocent people. 
So it's a very different thing. Um, but they're going to do their protests in a matter of months. They're going to go on to what, what other issue that they might have. We have protests here in New York City. Other big cities have them. We're used to them. I find it offensive to do it on Christmas. I think that they wind up hurting their cause, not helping their cause. But at the end of the day, it doesn't amount to anything. Israel is going to do what it needs to do to defend itself and to kill, and to kill those that would, that would harm them. But, you know, I've heard you say this before. What we really need to do is free the Palestinians from Hamas. That's that, and I, and I think that most Palestinians, when they lay their heads down tonight in this horrible situation that people find themselves in, are probably cursing the moment in 2007 that they elected Hamas to represent them. They probably said that was the biggest mistake we ever made. Now, the problem is, as we go into 2024 and beyond, is Israel is, has nothing but bad options ahead of it. Um, they certainly don't want to reoccupy Gaza, but they may have to, and there's no one else to really hand the keys to. Well, you know, let me first go back to your sneaker story. So I'm looking at my Twitter, uh, and my Twitter X. By the way, what's your Twitter handle? I've stopped saying it's at Rep Wiener, R E P W E I N E R. Okay, and um, and uh, mine is uh, at Dominic. TV at Dominic TV, and I see as you were telling your story, Lisa Pure in New York State posted. Uh, I when you were talking about your son's sneakers, I have gray gray ones and white with blue <laughs> four fours. Ha ha ha! Jordan and boy size five point five. Ha ha ha! That's actually Jordan's size. So uh, so Lisa, Lisa, I'll buy them from you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and start with some of the telephone calls from around the country. Dominic Carter, Anthony Weiner with you. We're in for Frank Morano, who has a well-deserved morning off. We are chatting with you folks live. Let's go to uh, Mimi in New York State, New Hyde Park. Good morning to you. Merry Christmas. You're chatting with Anthony Weiner and Dominic Carter. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Um, who did... Um Israel exchanged the hostages for. Were they Hamas or were they Palestinians? They were Palestinian women and young boys who knifed women, Israeli women, who threw rocks at Israeli women, and who killed Israelis. So it's not only the Hamas, it's the Palestinians. They learn at three years old and five years old, to kill Israelis. They get money. They had a recording from one of the Hamas. I don't know if he's a Palestinian or Hamas. You can't tell the difference. Uh, He called his father, and he said, Dad, I killed three Israelis, and I'm so proud. Are you proud of me? Yes, I am. So you can't tell the difference at this time between the Palestinian and the Hamas. Well, I mean, Mimi, you're not wrong. I mean, part of the challenge, that, you know, we always hear these numbers, Dominic, of the, the Palestinian Health Authority telling us how many people were killed. And what the IDF points out and the Israelis point out is that, well, listen, part of the way Hamas operates is they wear street clothes. So it's hard to tell who's a civilian and who's not. But Mimi's right. Look, as, as recently as two days ago, the Israelis said, we will suspend fighting for the Christmas holiday 
in exchange for release of some hostages, and 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 um, Hamas said no. Look, it is very difficult at this point to tease out who the who the 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 combatants are right there. I mean, that's part of the problem. And but it is true that Israel released over a thousand of of people of of, of prisoners that it held. All of them that, for some degree or another were accused of acts of, of terror. Now, you've got Islamic Jihad also functioning in, in, in the territories. But the problem is, and this is, I would say this to the protesters, okay, let's assume tomorrow that Israel decided to stop prosecuting this war and we have this quote-unquote ceasefire. What happens to all those Hamas terrorists or the Islamic Jihad terrorists who continue to operate and continue to have the avowed position of wanting to do more attacks. That's the problem with the ceasefire argument. And as Anthony Blinken, as the president has said, why don't any of these people out who are protesting say ceasefire and release the hostages (laughs) on the same poster? It's just an extra couple of words. And they don't do that. And I think Mimi's right to point that out. Well, Mimi, thank you for that call. And Lisa, back to your son's mm-hmm. sneakers. Yeah, Le- uh, Lisa says, dope, exclamation point <laughs> twice. Let's make a deal. And so, Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter here with you in for Frank Morano, who has a well-deserved morning off. Merry, Merry Christmas. We are taking your calls from around the country. We want, we want to know what did you do on Christmas Day? Uh, anything special? What were the, the traditions? What we're discussing right now this hour, the issue of Israel and Hamas. Israel has every right to defend herself. Here are some of the things we have coming up. We are going to take on the issue of reparations. Reparations. I'm absolutely, adamantly Against them, uh, Mr. Weiner, quickly, what is your position on reparations? I don't think there's any harm in studying our history. Uh, wait, so you, you support? Well, all of these are just commissions right now. We're not right. writing any checks to anyone. But, you know, I look, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a program of recovery that believes you always take inventory and when you're wrong, admit it. And that's and, uh, and I think this whole reparations conversation is about understanding the, the, the debt that we owe to, to people who are slaves and their families. Wow. Well, we'll disagree on that one because I think it's a complete. Well, you waste don't believe in not. You don't believe in not, in not having the commission and, and and seeing what they have to say and letting people learn about these subjects. I think it's a complete waste of time, and I think it's divisive and polarizing. But we'll 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 save that. We're going to deal with that issue. We're going to deal with the presidential race. Uh, we'll assess all the campaigns. We have a lot of issues coming up this morning. Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter, in for Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. The other side of midnight with Frank Marano. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. People moving out, people moving in. 
Christmas, Anthony Weiner and myself, Dominic Carter. Frank Morano has the morning off. We are here until 5 a.m. We are talking live with you from around the country. You know what? Let's let's go to uh, let's go. I you know maybe we shouldn't have mentioned reparations because the calls are already coming I know, in. People on love reparations. fighting about it. People love arguing about that. You know, but okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to that right now. The topic is Israel, a, a very 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 important topic. And uh, let's go. Let's go to uh, some of the calls. But also, I see, for example, um, a Russ in White Plains, New York. He wants to talk about the Harvard situation. What is your take on that? My take that is that Claudine Gay should have been fired two weeks ago. What's I'm, your take? I'm not big on demanding people be fired, but I tell you, you know, I think they've handled this whole thing terribly. And you know, you have a right to speech. But you also have some responsibilities around that, mm-hmm. right? We and, agree. We agree. And when you're in a private institution like Harvard is, there is no First Amendment issue, right? The First Amendment just affects what the government can control. A, a, a university has to create an environment where people feel safe so that they can – I do find it ironic though that the very same Republicans that complain about cancel culture and everything else – are now going around the Ivy League schools trying to cancel presidents left and right. I think it's outrageous the way they handled these questions. But I also believe that, you know what, don't go to Harvard. Harvard's taking a hit for this. Harvard's endowment's taking a hit for this. People are not applying. They don't want to go to Harvard. That's about, if, if, you, Anthony, if you create an environment where people don't feel comfortable, they you, ain't going to go. You and I both know if black students at Harvard – were treated the way Jewish students are being treated right now. It would not be accepted for a, a hot minute. It would not be accepted. Yeah, I, so the I, president I, I of MIT, right. the one of UPenn is already gone, and the president. Uh, and what about the plagiarism stuff? I mean, uh, how, how many? How, how much is enough? I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, I look. I, I I didn't go to Harvard. I went to the Harvard of Clinton County, New York State <laughs> University of New York at Plattsburgh. Well, well we share that in common. State but University exactly, of New there York. You go. But, I, I mean, I guess so. I just think that there is so much hypocrisy. You know, there was that – Elise Stefanik had the, that hot viral moment where she asked them, you know, is it okay to 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 call for genocide? And that's great. But when it comes to, to, to something like this guy, Fuentes, meeting with, with Donald Trump, she's quiet as a church mouse. There is anti-Semitism – in this country, there's anti-Semitism on the left and on the right, and we should be uniform in talking about it. But at a college campus, yeah, there are idiots on college campuses saying dumb things on college campuses. But it shouldn't be the president. And for Stefanik, that was one of her finest moments. I, I, that's why I just said that. She had that great moment, but but now she's completely quiet. She, By the way, she's completely quiet about Nick Fuentes on, on Twitter. She's completely quiet. As a matter of fact, echoing the stuff that the, 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 the shooter in Buffalo said, the anti-Semitic stuff the guy in Buffalo said. All I can tell you is this, is that if you expect the speech on college campuses to be pure and not offend anybody, 
Yeah, they're going to offend people. I don't know. You know, they're, they're going to offend me. Don't go to that. Don't donate to them. Don't go there. That's what I can say. But if we're going to go around firing every time someone says something stupid on a college campus, that's all we're going to do all day. But it shouldn't come from the leader of the institution. Well, she didn't say that. She just said she the way she's answered to they, it has been they terrible. They went to Washington and were terribly arrogant and acted like, how, no dare doubt. You, how dare you ask me a question? You're beneath me. How dare I have to respond no, to you, here, Congresswoman? No, no, no. I don't think it was arrogance. It was legal, legalese about something that should come from it the was, Kishkas. It was pure arrogance. Uh, pure pure look, arrogance. Look, they, they, went, they went for a dog and pony show and they were at the bad end of it. There's no doubt about it. They answered these questions poorly, very poorly. Look, they were asked, what do you say about people who go around on campus calling for genocide of Jews? Well, that hadn't happened on the UPenn campus. That was like, an, 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 but it was a great gotcha question. My point is this. We have if, – if we are going to go and be so concerned about people, say, when they're marching in the streets of New York or going on college campuses, we're going to be very disappointed, you and me, Dominic. These young people today, they, they are ahistorical, they are hysterical, and they're ill-informed. But if you're going to do that anywhere, do it on a college campus. I, I like that. I like that term. I really do, Anthony Weiner. Ill-informed. Ill-informed. How about this? Stupid. How about that? How about that? You see what you did? You see what you did this morning? You didn't lit up all the telephone calls, all the lines. So let's uh, let's let's see. Let's see. Let's see what Russ and White Plains. Uh, you know, I know I'm going to bat my head on the table here, <laughs> but let's see. Let's see if he can do the same thing to you. Let's see what Russ and White Plains, New York, has to say. Good morning to you, Russ. Merry Christmas. And what's on your mind? Happy New Year, and put your football helmet on, uh, Dominic, because I have a question. I want to tell Auntie, the whole world, think of it this way, wants to free Israelis from Zionism, okay? That's what the whole world, aside from the United States of Israel. And what I watched on Christmas Day was Braveheart, and I, I watched a mad dash of Scotsmen dying for their freedom, and I think it looks familiar to Gaza. But, hey, Anthony, you brought up the First Amendment, and this great performance by Elise Stefanik, who's now kept their mouth shut. Hey, do you think Congress shall write no law infringing on freedom of speech includes using federal money to deter criticism of Israel by taxing Harvard's endowment and halting federal student loans to Harvard students? Do you think that's Congress infringing on the First Amendment right? I think there's lots of it. Thank you, Russ. I think there's lots of reasons why you should tax uh, um, uh, uh, educational institutions. There's lots of reasons. Anthony, do you think Claudine Gay will you, you resign? See, Russ is trying to put you in a corner. He's trying he's, to box he's, you he, in. I've, listen, I, I, I have I have handled people bigger than Russ, and I, I will <laughs> I will probably for the rest of my life. But go ahead, pal. What, what was your next question? Is it my understanding that you realize Claudine Gay is not going to resign, and this whole thing, which didn't happen at Penn, but the Penn woman's gone, has made Harvard edgy now. They are much more in design than ever. And Dominic, you brought up the fact that 17% of the applications went down. That was due to the pandemic and the change in the affirmative action law. I looked it up. Thank you for bringing it up. But who? But let me ask you something. You know, Russ. You know, are you? Do you have kids you're sending to Harvard? No, my kid went to Dartmouth. It, it, I don't like to bring it up, but yeah, you might <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, America. Wait a minute. So, Russ, locally, you call up 
giving me a hard time arguing from the far, 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 far left on every single issue, and your kid went to Dartmouth? And I voted for Donald Trump. Okay, well, wait, I'm not talking about who you voted for. I'm talking okay. about your kid. So, so isn't that a bit hypocritical as far left as your politics are? I'm not sure. I, where are you coming why? from? Dar- why? Dar- Dar- Dartmouth is not me. Right. Yeah, well, why? But why is this Dartmouth I, a conservative school? I no, no, it's not, no. Meaning that, meaning that he's always arguing the cause of the little man and and oh, the far I see. left. I see. But yet, when it comes to your kid, your kid went to Dartmouth. Well, if, if wait, hold on. First of all, if Jordan gets into Dartmouth, I'm sending him to Dartmouth. Right, too. But, but you're not always, every <laughs> single time, arguing the issues of the little man of the far, 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 far left. I mean, you have your moments, but you're not as bad as Russ is. Well, I don't yeah, listen. Go, go, but Russ is is. Is, is is your point that this is going to make Harvard a more desirable campus for people on the left? Exactly, and that's okay. what I'm asking. Well, that's fine. That's the marketplace. No, market it's not. That's it's the, not fine. That, hey, but, but, Dominic, that's the marketplace. What's, what's happening now is if we're going to become a, a, a country where the right only goes to some schools and the left only goes to other schools – a lot of people are going to miss out on having a good balanced place. One of the pe- one of the things Agree that made me that. who who I am today is I went to college, a state university, because I we couldn't. I wasn't a good enough student to go any better, and we couldn't afford it any to go to a private school. I learned who I was as a progressive type person, going to a very conservative. You know what upstate New York is like. I went to school upstate New right. York in so Cortland. You, so so up up where I was in Clinton County, it was the most conservative part of the state. It still is. And I think that I benefited by having that diversity in my life. I don't think – I think that, that these types of things can happen. We had people getting chased off of campus for being too conservative. People are being criticized now for not being conservative enough. I think at the end of the day, the marketplace works these things out. Government should butt out. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's why calling for tax endowments to be – you know, taxing endowments and halting federal students. That is just a deterrent no, to it's criticism not. of Israel. No, That's no, what no, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. And, 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 and I think Harvard has the largest endowment of any institution. They right. should lose some of those federal dollars. Well, yeah, but, you you want to stand up there. No, don't wave your hand at me, Anthony Weiner. You want to <laughs> stand up there, meaning Harvard University, and you don't want to protect the Jewish kids. Well, this is the price that you have to pay for that. I don't want. I, I don't want. Here, let me just, let me just get a word in here, Russ. I, I, I don't want government deciding on a whim that they read something in the paper they didn't like about a campus and then deciding who's going to get tax cuts and who's not. I think the reason why you tax endowments is they got a bunch of money. And here in New York City, where where you and I are sitting, the, the second and third biggest property owners in New York City are or 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 uh, educational institutions, yes, no doubt about and it. And I think part of being a good, uh, a, 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 they benefit from sanitation collection, they benefit from police protection, they benefit from everything else. I think they should pay their freight and taxes. Now, all of that so, being said, I don't believe politicians should pick and choose based on their whims something that they like or don't like. We should stay in our lane, let education do what they. And if people don't want to go there, they don't have to go there. Russ, thank well, you. Go, quickly, okay. go, go ahead, Russ. Well, that, quickly. That's exactly it's a malevolent effect. It has a chilling effect. And so that's what? The whole purpose so of- what? And, and it should have a chilling effect, Russ. Thank you for the call. It, it, you know what, Anthony? Here's the only part where I disagree with you. I really feel that if, and it, th- th- this is like weird, you got the Jewish guy and the black guy. <laughs> and But anyway, I really feel that what Harvard is accused of doing, that if it involved black students at Harvard, 
I think you would be calling for Congress to 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 uh, to cut some of its funding. You mean speech? I mean, what has happened at Harvard? You can define it define it any way you want. I to. mean, there are people. I got to tell you, there are people that chase conservatives off campus because they don't like what they have to say, and I'm offended by that too. Okay. Okay. So I I I am offended by. I don't like these people, and I think the way that you combat speech is with other speech. I don't think you do it by saying we don't want that guy speaking on our campus. So if Donald Trump sends – if Donald Trump goes – well, hey, it's a bad example. But if you have some conservative columnist that goes and wants to give a speech on campus, I don't think he should be shut down and, and forced to leave. We agree on that. OK. So, so now this, this – and that's liberals and conservatives. And so we might not like what these people are saying. But I do believe that you that if there's going to be one place that you should let people say stupid and offensive things, it's campuses. But not the president of the institution. She's not saying them. You're just not happy with the way she's dealing with them on her campus. She's not saying anything anti-Semitic. She's Anthony, just not cracking Anthony, down the way you'd like. And, Anthony, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't Anthony, go there either. Jewish kids and the rabbi declaring that they were told by the institution that they have to uh, put the menorah away at nighttime so it wouldn't be vandalized, and Harvard not doing anything about that, that's unacceptable. Well, wait a minute. If, if someone is told – now, that's, I don't know what that even means. If someone's told they should put it away so they'll be safe, no. I think that, yes, obviously everyone has to be protected to be safe in their speech. Obviously. no one, and, and I don't think that Gay or anyone else is saying we're not going to protect someone who's doing their speech. I think the opposite – is that people are saying, uh, you know, that that you should crack down on people that say dumb, hateful, and anti-Semitic things on campus, right? That's the argument. Yes. Crack down on those things. And I think that it's such a slippery slope because before you know it, everyone is claiming to have their feelings hurt by everyone else. Okay, Anthony, Anthony. I'm a wait, libertarian on speech. Wait, okay, wait, wait. We have a lot of calls, but wait a minute now. So, again, if if someone said, uh, these black students are not allowed here at Harvard. They're not qualified. We're bringing in the KKK, and it went on and on. You know, like I know, every everybody in the country would come down like a ton of bricks on that institution. It would not be tolerated. So why should it be tolerated with Jewish kids? Wait, why? You mean I would not have a KKK speaker on my campus? No, I would not do that. But would I have someone that? Get, has a rally that says a river to the sea when 90% of these kids have no idea what the river they're talking about or what sea they're talking about? Yeah, I mean, they're... they're oh, no. They're, no, no, that's what? wrong, Anthony. Which that's part? wrong, Anthony Weiner, the river to the sea. And you're going to bring that person on campus? No, no. Someone, so, so like, you so have like thousands for, of people so, marching, saying from the river to the sea, Palestine. But, but, you, don't, but you, don't, you don't pay... I, see, I'm under the assumption that if a speaker's coming, you're paying them to come... And and you're going to use campus dollars to well, bring somebody no, no, to campus. No, no, no. For that you, time? You, you're making entirely different. Let's let's not mix it. No one is accusing anyone of paying someone to come say River to the Sea on well, this campus. I've, I've what, never. No, what have you ever people, heard of a free speaker on a college campus? What these these are protests that are going on. What she's talking about. No one no one came professionally to to to, a, to advocate for but for you Jewish know, genocide. Like I know, if these protests were attacking kids of color, it would not be tolerated. I, I think that for, w- at Columbia University, wait, no, we're attacking kids. Of no, color? no. Of when I say not. attacking, excuse me. Wait, when I say attacking, I mean verbally, verbally. The well, same that's things, what, 
Go ahead. But that's what that's what's going on all the time with these right wing speakers are saying things that are racist and anti-Semitic all the time. And and yes, sometimes even. But look, not in large numbers, not not not. Okay, in numbers now you're of, saying we're only going to stop large numbers, but not small numbers. My point, you're making my point that if you start I'm not to, making your point, no, if you start to draw these lines and you says, well, this one will allow this one. We're not all. I can how about say, this? You ban it all. How about that? What do you mean, ban ban speech? No, not ban speech. Ban hate speech. Okay. Who's going to decide what is hate speech? The president of the institution. Okay. And so you're going to have the president deciding we're going to let that one speak because it's hate, but that one because it makes a lot of sense. I think that's – I don't think – how does it work? You're a college campus. If someone stands up and says something that you find angers you or makes you feel hate, get someone – get your own rally together and, and shout them down. So, so at Harvard, and this actually happened, a Jewish student walking to class, and there's a protest, a pro-Palestinian protest, and they're harassing the student, and the student can't get by, a male student. Is that okay? That's exactly what they answered. All these college presidents made that answer, that it depends what the action is. They said, if you're being harassed... Well, they didn't do anything in that listen, case. Hold on, in hold that on. Case, if you're saying, they're all over the country right now. People are getting harassed left and right and it's a bad thing but if you're talking about speech if you're talking about what someone says and saying well this one we don't like but this one is okay i think that's a really slippery slope and when you're on college campuses part of the deal is that you get unpleasant things being said by people that you disagree with that's going to happen but i don't think dominic should decide or anthony should decide i you know to be honest with you I, in 90% of the, the, the situations that involve speech, you let people speak. Now, if it turns into violence or harassment or anything like that, but I think that the, what's going to ultimately happen, people are not going to send their kids to that campus if they don't feel safe. And then Harvard's going to suffer. And they should suffer. We are going to take a break. Uh, a lot of calls coming in. Uh, if you're not able to reach us from around the country, you can reach out on Twitter, uh, X, uh, at Dominic TV. We may use your comment live. When we come back, Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter here with you and for Frank Morano on this uh, day after Christmas. When we come back, Larry in Brooklyn, New York, has a question for you, Mr. Weiner. We are going to be right back. You are listening to The Other Side of Midnight. Other side of midnight. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Back, Anthony Weiner and Dominic Carter in for Frank Morano. Merry Christmas, the day after Christmas. We are with you until 5 a.m. Calls from around the country. I thought we were going to start nice and slow. Yeah. Easy work into it. No, no, no. We haven't even gotten to reparations yet or to the presidential race. Uh, Wait, are you willing to acknowledge that right now it looks like that uh, Trump is definitely the next president? No. I just say this is a 50-50 race. Wait, what? 
Why? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Where is where is by you talking about the polls that show Biden lower? By the way, his polls are so bad right now. He is at a lower approval than W was after Katrina. This is like historic low. But if you look at where Biden's hemorrhaging, it's with Democrats because the left on this issue of Israel Mm -hmm. has been younger people. Mm -hmm. Younger people went for plus 20 for Biden to now plus 10 for Trump in one month. Okay, so you're going to tell me, Mr. Wiener. That you really believe that Biden is going to win the election? Biden beat him it's last time. Over. Biden beat Trump him last time. Trump is the next president of Biden the United be- States of America. Well, I don't know. Dow is in record territory. Inflation's running below the Fed target. Interest rates are coming down. GDP growth four point nine percent. Oh, isn't that convenient? It's an election year. No, this is the year before the election. And by the okay. way, that's what you want your president to do, right? Uh, uh no, we want, we, no, no, no. We want that consistently, not just in an election. Well, year. he had to dig out for a, 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 for something called COVID and the fact that we. Had Donald Trump for four years. When Donald Trump left, oh. Donald Trump is the first president in, oh. in 70 years that actually had net job loss. Okay, what what about the stock market under stock, Trump? Stock market, it's, it's higher now. Uh, you don't really believe that. What do you mean? The stock market is not a thing I believe. It's the number. The stock market is the highest point in, in, in American history right now. The American people don't buy that. The American people, that's the point. We're going to have an election. Let's see what the American people... The American, the American people, people are speaking now. If they don't like Biden. They're not speaking now. Polls happened nonstop throughout the... Oh. We, we only have elections. Look, I, I get it, if Mr. You, Wiener. If you uh, want the it, only poll that counts say, is on election day. You, listen, we have seen this race before. And Biden won by 9 million votes. We saw... Um, From it, the basement of his home. Hey, I don't... We know what Donald Trump... Donald Trump we know what happens between Biden and Trump, and Biden wins. We're having a rematch not 20 years later. Basically, it's two years later. What person do you think gets up in the morning and says, oh, I really regret that vote? It doesn't happen. People vote the way they previously voted. So now, are the polls, are the, are the oh, polls oh not boy. doing well? No doubt oh about boy. it. Oh, boy. So you're telling me you don't believe Let Americans. Me ask you Go ahead. Go Let ahead. Me ask you Where do you think that – give me the voter, the type of voter that changed – from from Biden to Trump in just this two years, two or three years. Who is I, it? I, Who is that person? I, what I think, type of person is that? I think that it's a lot of African-American voters that have had – I really do. That, and, and, but see, there's more than one way to vote. There's more than one way to vote, as you know. If you don't turn out your base, that's another way that you can lose a vote. And right now, I don't see much enthusiasm for Biden. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe once they make Trump the boogeyman – then maybe maybe it'll be there, but right now it's not there for Biden. All I'm saying is that when when elections happen and they become this guy or that guy, not do you like how things are going? There are a lot of people that don't like how things are going. That's all the polls are showing right and, now. And for all the uh, the gaffes and mistakes of Biden, you really think people are going to go in that booth and vote, and vote oh, for and Biden? Oh, Donald Trump talking about the vermin and the blood of our country under 91 indictments? I don't know. I kind of think okay. I kind of think this. And by the way, I can read this riff again. I got my okay. notes here about the economy. I can read okay. it all again. But but the comment the comment about the blood of our country, right? <laughs> None of us would agree with that, right? Don't look at me like that but 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 here's the point do most americans agree with that comment and i would venture to say they do no most most americans don't wake up in the morning hear that hear a presidential candidate use language that was akin to nazi germany and say i want that guy back no no no, no. people don't the, like the that. biden camp is trying to tag him with with hitler but but <laughs> not I, just I don't, the biden I, camp you and me both okay well well no no Come no on. no i'm i'm not you know what Let, let's save it let's save it for what we can tell on the radio. We're going to get to that. I cannot believe that Anthony Weiner just said that he thinks Biden is going to win the election. 
You've got to be the only person in America right now. Well, no, it's excuse a 50, me. 50 it's race, a 50 50 race. You, you, you're right. You're right. It's a 50 50 race. Like, but, if you, if, but, if, but I guess I guess all the recent polls are wrong. The Wall Street Journal, all the big ones, I guess they're wrong. No, they're all like they basically say it's a 50 50 race. No, they have. See, see, notice what he said. Notice it. He's very smart. They're basically saying. Here's what I That's will do. That's the key word. Here's what basically, I will do. Basically. Basically. I, I, will, I will get, uh, by our next break, the average of the polls, what the two numbers are. Right, but the average, you know, that, that can be misleading as well. Well, what do you, what do you want to use? Uh, I'll use about, anything you how want. How about just use the last five you, major polls? You can't. Okay, I'll use the last five major polls. And, and Trump has been ahead in all of them. He's been ahead by a point or two in a five-point spread. It's, okay. It, okay. How about in the battleground states? The polling. In, he's been ahead in the in look the, in the right team. now. D- Donald. Tr- right now, Joe Biden, as the incumbent, is at historically low approval ratings. No doubt about that. Okay. But when you get to the binary, which is what a presidential election is, this guy or that guy, it's basically a fifty-fifty race. It has been all along. But when the voters vote, as they just did. They vote for Hillary Clinton by four and a half million vote. They vote for, for Joe Biden. And let's look at every single election since 2016 when Trump won. 2017, Democrats gained seats. 2018, they swamped and gained seats. 2020, Biden got elected. The midterm elections of 22. All I can say is every single time we've tested the theory, Trump has lost. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go to some of the uh, lot of calls waiting to uh, chat with us this morning. We're in for Frank Morano, Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter, the other side of midnight. Larry in Brooklyn, New York. Good morning. You are on the other side of midnight. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, I would characterize the preceding debate as the true left versus right. And uh, you just pitched yourself a shutout. Um, Did you, you hear know, that, Mr. Uh, Weiner? Did you hear that? I don't know. He didn't say who the pronoun. Who's the he? Who's the he that <laughs> uh, pitched the Dominic shutout? Pitched, Dominic pitched the shutout. I think he should hang a, uh, an effigy of Anthony Weiner up on his wall. Uh, a shutout. With a, with a, shutout. With a Santa Claus. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, Larry. hey, but Larry, but Larry. Weiner. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Larry, I got to be honest. Weiner's a lot smarter. He's a, he's a, no really, he's a really smart guy. He's a no, really smart no, guy. No. But I like that. You heard what Larry, Larry said. Ruled. Larry, Larry ruled. Larry said a shutout. It was a he shutout. Say, he didn't say I won. He said a shutout. However, it was only a one to nothing shutout. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tom C. You brought Tom Seaver to mind. That's a must be a shutout. Listen, <laughs> I, I want to tell you something, Anthony. You contradict yourself all the time. I think you just look to be controversial. You started off by saying that the, the a campus is not an environment for the First Amendment. Then you went on to say that students can say whatever the hell they want. That's contradictory because. A First Amendment environment, you know exactly what to say, what not to say, okay, if it's a government, uh, if it's government-regulated speech. If it's not government-regulated speech, you have to be careful because since there's no right to say it, you might be offending somebody. There's no clearly – because you could make rules infringing on the First Amendment on campus. So you have to be careful to make those rules because somebody might get offended. Somebody might feel threatened you you don't know if somebody says river to the sea and you live in a dorm okay you might get you might hide inside how could you speak for those students and say oh river to the sea they didn't mean it you know you think somebody cowering in a dorm is is um is feel safe because because there are a bunch of idiots on campus because they're they're saying that i mean you're contradicting yourself no i let me let me just let me just clarify larry what i the point i was making is that when people talk about the first amendment they don't realize that 
in private institutions, that's not the standard. That you can, if, if you want to march as a, as a member of the KKK to Skokie, Illinois, a Jewish community, you're allowed to do it because you're protected by the First Amendment. What, the point that I was making is that on a college campus, it's very hard. You've, you've got to walk this line between freedom that people have to express themselves in an educational environment to get things wrong, to say things that might be offensive to others, and the idea of making people feel safe. It's a difficult line. And so when people say, well, I don't like the idea that there are all these protests that are anti-Israel right now, so I want to fire the president. My point is, is that unless it's a tougher case, on you do want to give people, and maybe you disagree with this, Larry, but I think you do want to give people on a college campus the leeway to say things, even if they ruffle feathers, even if they offend people, up to the point that people are actually being harmed. That's the point. That I was making. What you're doing is you're propagating a college campus over and above the environment of of, uh, of 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 regular protests regulated by government, where you have to apply for a permit. College students you don't have, have to no apply inherit- for a permit. You don't have to apply to a permit to protest. Well, Larry, Larry just seemed to uh, disappear there. Uh, but you do outside of a college campus. No, you don't. Yes, you do in the, in the city of New York. Yeah, you, yes, you do. You well, have a right. You have a right to speech. You have a right. You have speech. a right to speech. If you and I went outside. And gathered a hundred of our friends on the street corner and started yelling. We're allowed to do that. Well, that's the First Amendment, pal. Okay, but you know what? We'll, we'll debate that. There's still, lots of calls are uh, waiting for us. Dominic Carter, Anthony Weiner here with you. We are in for Frank Morano, and we will be right back with our number two. <laughs> 